Welcome to A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham this morning. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Twitter's still being a headache, and it's been a two-month headache for me at this point almost. So also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we got to thank our sponsors because they truly make things happen for our show and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout, absolutely free. We've also got Wilson County Hyundai to make them a part of your car buying process with someone you can trust. WilsonCountyHyundai.com or see them in Lebanon and the Bone & Joint Institute. BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Luke, great game last night between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Travis Kelsey unstoppable uh, late in that game and in overtime as the Chiefs rack up another win and is still not lost since they lost to the Tennessee Titans uh, back in October. And, man, that head-to-head win over the Chiefs is just getting that much more important yeah. now, Luke, as the Chiefs are sitting – at 10 and four uh, with the Thursday night win as the Patriots and Titans nine and four are going into games of the weekend. What was your overall takeaway over that, uh, that great game last night between Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes and their teams? Yeah, well, my takeaway is really the same that it's been with how the chiefs have been playing lately, which is that the people who counted them out a month and a half ago are just starting to look really silly. Now, they stunk against the Titans. Titans killed them, dominated them for the entire game. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing is, and it, and they're not winning in the same way that they have in the past. It's more of a defensive effort, although, as you mentioned, Kelsey played well last night. Uh, they're they're resurrecting. They're they're alive. You know, they, they are the Chiefs. They are to be reckoned with. And like you said, you know, that win last night thrusts them straight back into this conversation about the number one seed in the AFC because – Right. If you look over the rest of the season, the Titans, you know, are all but going to win the division. And I think what we need to talk about with the Titans is can they get the number one seed? Mm-hmm. And with the Chiefs poking their head in that conversation, now that's really scary because Titans do have the tiebreaker, like you mentioned, Austin, which is huge. Yeah. As they do over Buffalo, they don't over New England. We'll get into that more later. Um, but this is not a team that you want hanging around you now obviously playoffs come that's all different you end up playing them anything happens but in terms of the seeding from now until the second weekend of january uh you don't want this chiefs team creeping up and that's exactly what they're doing yeah and so you see nick says gotta keep Mahomes in the pocket and then uh, ronnie says the Chargers should have won that ball game and when you look at it and then i, I saw somebody else uh, comment, uh, bef- and we'll move to the Titans and why they have a must-win against the Steelers here in a second. But that Chiefs game is a b- massive impact for this. Brock says Brandon Staley is the worst decision-maker than Urban Meyer. Now, All right. th- th- a couple uh, opportunities for the Chargers to get field goals early in that game burn them at the end because they, even if they just had one of those field goals instead of a couple turnover on downs deep in Chiefs territory, goal-to-go situations, then they wouldn't avoid, they would avoid overtime, right? Now, yeah. you never know how the game plays out, but the Chargers were playing the Chiefs like they were playing the 2020-2019 Chiefs, right? Not like they were playing the Chiefs uh, of this mm-hmm. year. And so you go into a game against the Chiefs, and the Chiefs already have a mental edge over you, right? Because that's yeah. Brandon Staley was saying, we have to score touchdowns, can't just kick field goals. 
where maybe that's true against the Chiefs of the last few years, but the Chiefs of this year are a little vulnerable. They're not as potent as they have been, but they're still really damn good. And situationally, when you get Patrick Mahomes in a spot where he's got to have a touchdown in, in the last two minutes, I mean, the three plays that he ripped off there, it was third and 10. It felt like the Chargers had momentum on defense, right? Third and 10 around the 35 yard line. All of a sudden, Mahomes escapes out of the pocket to his right. And, and this, this is the key, right? Escapes out of the pocket to his right, hits Tyreek Hill. Now you're in plus territory. Next play, Mahomes drops back, escapes out of the pocket to his right, runs for 30 yards, first and goal. Next play, right? Third play, right? Mahomes drops back, escapes to his right. Finds Travis Kelsey, touchdown yeah. tie game. Holy crap. That was really fast. And then in overtime, it was just a clinic of nobody being able to uh, stop Travis Kelsey, which is an embarrassing feat uh, from the Chargers, watching him just cut through the defense like that. But now this is huge because the Chiefs win again makes the Titans in a must-win situation, Luke. And that is the biggest reason why I think the Titans face a must-win game in Pittsburgh is because they have to keep pace with the Chiefs and they have to keep pace uh, with the Patriots. And my overall goal for the Titans, Luke, and I'm curious how you think about this, is you've got to be seated ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs. I I think if the Titans want to get to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs are the most – And we Zach and I had an argument about this earlier in the week, and I don't want to get into that, but he thinks the Chiefs have a great chance to get the number one seed. I think it's more about being seated ahead of the Chiefs because the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC right now, but their early losses put them in a hole, and I think they're the most dangerous team in the playoffs. If you want to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, you better have the Chiefs come to you, not you go to them. And so I think that's a big deal for the Titans to keep pace with the Chiefs and stay ahead of them in the standings. The head-to-head win is massive, and you're 2-0 against Mahomes in Nissan Stadium where you can't beat them and you couldn't beat them in the 2019 AFC title game in Kansas City. I think this is a must-win game for the Titans in Pittsburgh against a vulnerable Steelers team, but still a tough place to play. you got to keep pace. You have to win this game against the Steelers. few things there. Okay. First of all. I said a lot, so there you yeah. go. What I'm going to agree with is no one wants to see the Chiefs in the postseason. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think if you took a list of the, you know, eight or nine AFC teams who were right there, who is, as Rich Eisen would say, are sniffing it, you know, for the playoffs, right? I think the one you would want to play the least are the Chiefs. Yes. No, yes. maybe like I know the Chargers lost, but, you know, they're, they're up there just because of Herbert and what he can do. But I would rather play New England, I would rather play Tennessee. I'd rather probably play the Chargers because I don't care what the record is. It's Patrick Mahomes. And we saw last night that things are getting turned around there. So I'm with you on that. Don't want any of that smoke. No one should. (laughs) But where where I'm going to push back a little bit is you say must win game. And we're in what week? Was it 15? This is 14 or 15. It's 15. 15. So when you say must win, yes, what you imply is that if they do not win, substantially bad things are going to happen. That is what that phrase inherently means. No, I mean, that, that's your opinion on it. I think 
but go ahead. Well, if not, then it's not a must win. I think it is. I think it's a must win for key playoff positioning. I I view this game as a must win. So if if they drop, if they drop, because I I realized, what did I say? I said, it's a must win because if you want to make the Super Bowl out of the AFC, the Titans have to have the Chiefs at home. That's, and that's my opinion is that. So that's this makes this a must win because you have but, to keep pace. But the reality is, is that they can lose this game and still accomplish that. And I'm not sitting here saying, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, well, let, let, let's not act like this is important and who cares what happens. You know, you got the three cupcakes, not, maybe not San Francisco a cupcake, but certainly the two at the end of the schedule in uh, Miami and Houston. But like the reality is that they could lose this game against Pittsburgh and then run the table finish these four games three and one and still have the number one seed very realistically. And that's well, let's why talk I think- about that because I, okay. I, I it, let's, let's talk through that because I find that interesting. Uh, and we'll, and I've got a graphic that can show the remaining schedules All right. uh, of these te- of these teams. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you guys, cause I see Louie is screaming at the top of his lungs and it is not a must win for the Titans. So here's what we're going to do. How much is the Steelers game a must win on a scale of one to 10. And I agree with Nicholas. I don't think the dolphins are a cupcake at this point, but we'll get through this. Now, how many, uh, how much is this game a must win for the Titans on a scale of one ten? How much uh, of this Steelers game is a must win on a scale of one to 10. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about our friends at renters warehouse and renters warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the Nashville area, simply go to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home, can rent for. There's so many different ways that you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether that's creating extra cash flow for you and your family or getting retirement plan ready by getting long-term equity, which means long-term wealth to help you out through rent estate. It's a great asset and it's a lot of work if you're going to do it by yourself. So don't do it by yourself. Go to RentersWarehouse.com and let them do all of the work. They're the landlords. You're the owners. Let them do the work. You make the money. RentersWarehouse.com. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you, as always. If you download their app, give them the promo code you see there on your screen, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great deal to take advantage of if you are new to the sports betting world, looking for something to hop in with. Maybe you see our pick show, which is coming up today at 2 o'clock. Maybe you've seen that before, and you're wanting to get involved in that world. This is a deal for you. Or if you're a veteran and just looking for a new deal to try out, a new book to try out, this is a deal for you as well. Wherever you are in the sports betting landscape, download the BetMGM app. Give them the promo code A to Z Sports because they will give you a risk-free bet of up to a thousand bucks. All right, so uh, here A to Z Sports on this Friday, Luke is in for Zach. Zach making a quick trip to Dallas. He'll be back Sunday morning for our pregame show, and of course, Luke has you set with Titan Game Day morning around nine forty-five, nine fifty Sunday morning as well to, to set the table for everything. How much is this a must-win game for the Titans on a scale of 1 to 10? Luke, I'm going to send you to the comment section here okay. in a second to, to read some comments, but here's the graphic, right? Mike Herndon, our, our, our buddy on Twitter, says, so after last night, the race for the AFC one seed is realistically down to three teams. The Chiefs, Patriots, Titans. The Chiefs remaining have Pittsburgh at Cincy at Denver. The Patriots have at Indy on Saturday versus Buffalo, Jacksonville at Miami. The Titans have at Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, at Houston. Any three-way tie would go Patriots, Titans, Chiefs, as the Patriots have the tiebreaker over both, and we know the Titans have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. So, Luke, on a scale of 1 to 10, what are the people saying about this being a must-win game 
uh, for the Titans in Pittsburgh. Well, right off the bat, very high numbers. Steven ah. says 10, 10 from Nick, nine from Hayden. Derek says 9.9. Rashid says 10. Getting down a little bit here. John says eight. Chango says eight. Nate says eight. Back really up high. Christian says 9.9. Bemo says eight. John Michael says nine. D says nine. A little bit lower here. Travis says 6.5. Chris Bork says eight. Noah says 9.2. Getting a little bit lower here. Guy says seven. Jacoby six. Scott seven. Uh, Max says nine and a half. G-Men says 10. Eight here from Brandon. So all kind of in that six to 10 range, probably closer to the 10 side. Is what yeah, yeah. Says. And so that's interesting. And so let's, I'm going to set the table for how I answer this question. I, okay. I do, again, I do think this is a must win game for the Titans, but not all must wins are created equal. Uh, when the Titans played the Colts in the last week of the season with a win and end game with Blaine Gabbert, the starting quarterback, and Marcus Mariota wearing a ball cap, that was a must-win game 10 out of 10, right? Well, yeah, because that was win or go home. Because if you lose, you go home. The Titans have had must-win games in the last week of the season over the last three seasons, the last two being in Houston where they have been able to win those games to go to the playoffs win the division or make the wild card, whatever it may be. So those are 10 out of 10 must wins. So this is not a 10 out of 10 must win, but it is still a must win in my opinion. I think it's a seven and a half, 7.5 must win game. Okay. Just because I think this is the toughest game left. Yeah. Be- because it's, well, in it pit- you're right. It's on, it's on the road in a, in a, in an area that is tough to win. This isn't like you're going to go at, you know, uh, Cincinnati where it's like a, you know, not that big of a deal for a home field advantage. Like the Bengals yeah. home field advantage is not like potent or anything like that. This is in Pittsburgh, right? This is a tough place to win. It's yeah. going to be a nasty, dirty game. I'm already thinking of taking the under. So I think this is the toughest game left. It's an AFC opponent with a nasty team, still a good defense. The offense is not great, but they can come back and try to threaten you. And the Titans are still, I, I still don't believe in the Titans offense, right? Like they left a lot on the table against the Jags, even though they put it in cruise control after going up 10 points early in that game. So I'm at a seven and a half of a must win out of 10 uh, for this game in Pittsburgh. My, my main thing, and this might be semantics more than the actual sports discussion. I just, I feel like we overuse that phrase must win because Again, like I said earlier, I feel like when you use that phrase, must win, it implies if the win does not happen, substantially bad things will occur, which in this sense would be eliminating the Titans from the number one seed. And I just don't know that losing this game does that for them. For that reason, I'm going to put my number at like a 6.3. Because it's important. All of them are at this point of the year, right? I, I was talking to Jeffrey Simmons on Wednesday, and he was talking about how December football is when those teams at the top of the conference start to separate themselves with momentum. And you start to see who's going to rise to the top and who's going to fall and not be seated where they want to, right? These games are hugely important. But it's mainly just the terminology I have a problem with. Maybe that makes me a curmudgeon. Maybe that makes me a... In the in, in English scholar, I don't know, but must win. I just it it feels a bit much to say important. Yes, high stakes. Yes, must win. 
I, I'm not going to go higher than a 6.3. That, that, that's there. fine. Travis says, I agree with Luke on this one. It's important, but not a must win. Uh, Brad says the Titans uh, get up, don't need to get comfortable and put it in cruise control, need to pour on the coal. I, I mean, I agree with that. Um, they, uh, let's see, Nathan uh, and Stefan have said they're going to be there. One Section 118, and then I saw somebody else say uh, Nathan's going to be in Section 119. So and, and right there, Max says, too low, Austin, you disappoint me. Plus, it's the Steelers. The Titans hate the Ravens and the Steelers. Look, yeah, it's a rivalry game back from the old AFC Central, uh, but it is absolutely a must-win game because, it, and somebody mentioned this uh, in a comment as well, that they said, where is it? Um, uh, I'm sorry, I lost that comment there too. Uh, here it is. G-Man says, for the overall goal, a one seed and momentum run for the Super Bowl, it's a must-win. And like, I, I'm not worried about the one seed. But are you but- saying that, G-Man and, and maybe Austin too, by that logic, what do you want them to go seven and oh over the next seven? Like, is that what has to happen? Well, are you, are you pro you need to lose one late because it helps you win longer? Are you, are you that type of guy? I don't know, man. I just, but again, I, again, I don't care about the one seed. I care about like, like one I, seed. I don't think if they go th- for four and oh over the next four weeks, then that means that, whoever they get in the divisional round after the bye is going to like have a greater chance because they, they have their due. Like, I don't believe in that nonsense. Right. But, but I, I think, I think it's, it's, this is huge because the Patriots right now have a big game in Indy tomorrow night. We'll talk about that here in a second. The, the chiefs just beat the chargers and the chart. Uh, how about this stat? I just heard this from Jason Martin right before we started. Patrick Mahomes has never lost a divisional game on the road. Isn't that crazy? Patrick Mahomes has never lost a divisional game on the road and he, and he ends the season at Denver. And, and so that's a, and Denver might be in a playoff situation. Uh, Luke says, uh, NB says, Luke, where you get seven and up the rest of the four regular season games, plus three playoff games. Exactly. So Luke's Luke's right on that one. So I think it's a must win because if the Titans lose this game, now they're at what? Nine and five. You're now you're all of a sudden third in the AFC with a yeah. tough Niners team coming in on a short week. And then the, the Dolphins have gotten tougher and the, the, the Texans, no matter how bad they are, they always play it tough the last week of the season. And you just lost to them three weeks ago. So I, this is a must win game. It's time to stack wins and you have to have two before you can have three to start stacking. I think it's a big time game. And Louie adds a national spotlight again. That's Who's right. I call? forgot. A Jim Nance, Tony Romo. So you got yep. Tony, you've got a, you got the big call. You got the big AFC audience on CBS at noon. So again, I, I say must win. Luke says important, but not really must win. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm going to stand on this. And you know, quickly before we transition, yeah, there, I've seen some comments. You know, are the Steelers even that good? And I just do want to briefly say, like, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers right here, and they're really not. Uh, 27th in yards per game defensively, uh, 30th rushing yards per game, last in the league rushing yards per play. Offensively, they're they're not scoring a whole lot of points. They're no. 25th in points per game. So, like, by those measures, and there's plenty of others on that list, you know, no, they're not great, but I, it's the Mike Tomlin Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field, like, I'm not willing to ever declare that 
an easy game right. or right. not that difficult. Yeah, and uh, MB misunderstood me completely. He says, that's a, such a bad take about Mahomes in road games in the divisional round. Hey, hasn't he only no. played one? No, no, divisional games, MB, not in the playoffs. Jesus, divisional <laughs> games. He plays at Denver, uh, at Las Vegas slash Oakland, uh, and then who else am I missing? At the Chargers, LA versus San Diego, or that soccer stadium. He plays there three times a year, right? And he has not lost a divisional game on the road in his entire career. Not yeah. a divisional round game, a divisional game. So my point is, he's got a divisional road game in week 18 that could be a big deal when it comes time to uh, satisfy the playoff seating against the Broncos, who might be in the wild card spot or might not be. Yeah. I'll say this too about the Steelers, and we'll get more in depth into this Sunday morning and, and Titan game day morning live. But you know, last week the Titans couldn't keep Ryan Tannehill upright, and Vrabel was not happy about that. No. And that was against the likes of Caleb on Chase on and all time bust Taven Bryan. Going to be a little bit of a different story this week with TJ Watt, Stephon Tuitt, and Cam Hayward. So anyone who thinks this Pittsburgh team is going to be a pushover, uh, just look at those three guys, and we'll talk more about them Sunday morning. Yeah, totally. All right, so Luke has an opinion about Julio Jones, and we have a question for you guys about Julio Jones and uh, how important it is for him to have a big game versus another Titan uh, who might be a big impact player in this game. But real quick, uh, let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. It's tough to buy a car right now. It really is. But you got to go somewhere you can trust and somewhere that's not going to gouge you with crazy prices like in the city of Nashville. Nashville prices are nuts. Wilson County Hyundai prices are just right. And Payne Bone and his team will help you out, find the right car for you. If they don't have it on the lot, they'll go find it for you. They'll let you do the 24-hour test drive to make sure you wake up in the morning, you look at it in your driveway, you drive it the next day to make sure you know you like it. You know you love it. You know it fits. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go see him in Lebanon. Quick trip, I-40 East, outside of Nashville, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Love Lebanon. Went to see a show there last week. Great city. They got a CeCe's Pizza, too. You love CeCe's Pizza. That's the college student in you. <laughs> You'll graduate from it. Bet MGM. Download the app. Give them the promo code A to Z Sports, and they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Yeah, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling prop support, call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Here on this Friday show, uh, Luke Warsham in for Zach. Zach flying quick trip to Dallas. He'll be back on Sunday morning for Titan Game Day Live. Uh, so, Luke, your what's your thoughts on Julio against the Steelers in this game? It's time. It's time. It's time. It's, it's, time. time. it's time for him to step up. Look, uh, he was fine last week. He did what he was supposed to do. He did what he was asked to do. But, you know, as, as I look ahead at, at Julio, I think it would be fair to say he has not met expectations to this point. And I talked about this, I, I want to say, with Zach last week, where this is not a guy who is like, you know, they claimed off of waivers or took a flyer on and said, you know, well, maybe he's still got something left in the tank and we'll see if we can squeeze it out. No, they gave up a second-round draft pick, a fourth-round draft pick, and $15 million for this guy. They did not take a flyer on Julio Jones to see what was left in the tank. They made a move to get someone that they thought was going to be a legitimate difference maker in getting this team to the Super Bowl. He has not been that. That is an objective fact. He has not been that. Mm -hmm. Is it due to himself? Is it due to the injuries? Who knows? 
But objective fact, Julio Jones has not been a Super Bowl difference maker for the Titans as of yet. It is just the truth. It's time for him to be that. And again, this isn't me sitting here saying he did anything wrong last week. Just saying, looking ahead to the rest of the season, I'm ready to see this guy be this guy that we have been expecting, that that we have sort of been waiting on. We saw a glimpse of it in the first half against Seattle when he torched that secondary, but then he slowed down. And then it was the weekend and week out injury stuff. And look, you know, the weekend and week out injury stuff, what Julio kept saying, and, I, and he, he, he told this to me before. I asked him quite a lot of questions about this. And he would say, well, you know, it's a long season. And, and fans, a lot of you guys in a, in a chat today have been saying, well, you know, we'd rather have him for the stretch run than, you know, week five. Because, right, that's when it really matters. Okay, it's time. We're here. The stretch run has arrived. And it is time for Julio to arrive as well. Demetrius says Julio ain't that guy anymore. Uh, Mickey says, or Mikey says, Julio's been like this since last season. People thought they traded for Julio from three years ago. He isn't that. His role is just a decoy for AJ, who is also out. And somebody did ask, I think Omar asked, what's going on with AJ Brown? He's still on IR. This is his last game that he has to sit out minimum on injured reserve with a chest injury and other injuries that they put him on there. Uh, so, and I think uh, Rob Moore talked about AJ Brown early in the week so that he was progressing and doing the things he needs to do, kind of yada, 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 that kind of stuff. And enlightening. And, yeah, right. Super uh, in depth there from Rob Moore. But what is Rob Moore going to say about a guy on IR? He's not going to yeah. say much. So, Andrew Frill says, How much of Julio's play is due to play calling? Uh, somebody else said that, uh, that Julio needs more targets. But Todd Downing hasn't been great, but Julio just hasn't been available. You can't say Julio's lack of production is on Todd Downing when. Julio Jones has only played in seven games on, but he hasn't even played seven full games. He's been dressed out for seven games, but he only plays a half against Indianapolis. The first time he gets shut down early in several other games where, you know, and last week was great because Julio had a couple catches early on that helped them go down the field and score a touchdown early on the game. And then they got in cruise control. So no need for it. Yeah, again, I, I'm not saying that there was something different he should have done last week. I'm just saying, you know, moving forward. And I will say this, too, because I've asked several people there this week you know, various questions about Julio. And I think, two of the, the more interesting answers I got were, first of all, right after the Jaguars game, I asked Tannehill sort of the, a stock question, you know, what was it like having Julio back out there? Because I was going to mention that in my article. and And he goes – well, you know, it was good, but we're ready to build off of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, that makes a lot of sense because it was all right. Like he caught, what, four, five, six balls. He was involved. Nothing against, against the Jacks? Yeah, yeah. He had three, three for 33 yards. Three. It felt like more than that. Because they were all bunched early on. Yeah. Uh, and so that stuck out to me. And then, you know, Vrabel was talking on Wednesday about him being out there and available. And, and Vrabel talks all the time about, you know, well, we, we're going to start David Quesenberry at right tackle because he was available. We know what we can get. And, and you know, we, we like Chris Jackson because right, that's something that Vrabel goes to. And it makes sense. And so I sort of said, you know, well, with Julio Jones, as Ryan's talking about wanting to build with him, how much does the availability factor into that? And Vrabel looked at me. He said, well, we can only throw to the guys who are on the field. And that told me everything I needed to know. Yeah, 
No, that's that's interesting. Uh, for sure. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. So let's get to this question, Luke, because you've been at practice a couple times this week. And uh, are you going today? No. No, well, actually, I just saw uh, Robbie Borens, uh, the insider outside bubble. It might be a bubble practice, and bubble practices always are worthless, so don't waste your time. <laughs> it's, so, it's so rainy, and it's going to be Vrabel talking for two minutes. And it's yeah, just... exactly. So Bud Dupree, right? Bud Dupree yeah. could be on his way back, and I'm curious to hear you talk. You, know, you and Zach talked some about Bud Dupree, but now you've seen him for two straight practice yeah. days. I want to know this. Uh, who? What's more important for a Titans win? A big game from Julio Jones or a big game from Bud Dupree? Uh, you just spent a lot of time about Julio Jones. Tell us a little bit about what you've seen and what you've noticed with Bud Dupree. Yeah, Bud, Bud has sort of gotten the full throttle of the individual work. It's been very similar to Julio last week. Um, I expect him to play. I don't know that that's so much something I have – gathered from him in the sense of you know oh he looks great it's just he's out there they seem to kind of be they're, they're almost acting like he's going to play like whenever they get asked about it and the answer is not we well, you know we'll evaluate at the end of the week it's just sort of like yeah we're glad to have him back out there man like it's great you know we we'll look forward yeah. to having his energy so my sense is that he's going to play just from sort of reading between the tea leaves and being there this week and that's big because Look, Bud Dupree has one sack this year. It's not like he's been some explosive wrecking force. But he has. But, 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 he, but, but he, he has, has done yeah. is he set up other people. Right. And they're going to – because they've talked so much this year, and they've been so good at it, at that complementary leveled strategic pass rush. And without Bud Dupree, that has taken a big hit. And, and I asked Nico Autry, I'm like, you know, you guys talk all the time about working as one. What's it going to be like when on Sunday or whenever you got all four again? And he just kind of leaned back. And he's like, man, it's going to be big when we get Bud back, like mm-hmm. a, a relief. So that's the impact here. It's huge. So I, I've already posted this in the chat. Who, who is more important or what is more important for a Titans win? A big game from Julio Jones or a big game uh, from Bud Dupree? Steven says Bud. Uh, Larry says, Bud ain't missing this game for nothing. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, it sounds like, you know, he wants to go out there and play his old team. Cam says Julio all the way. Juan says big Bud is the key. Derek says Dupree. Nathan asks real quick, is Zach Cunningham going to be playing? It sounds like Zach Cunningham will get his initial role carved out with special teams as he acclimates himself to the defense, which could have happened from Monday to Wednesday to, to now where Zach Cunningham might play in some spots on defense, but you never really know how it's going to go with a new player like that. Rooney says Dupree. AJ all day says Julio. Uh, Kane says, y'all acting like he's not, I'm guessing Julio, he, that he's not been a difference maker. He's been hurt uh, and not developed chemistry with Ryan Tannehill. Let the chemistry change. Opinions will change drastically. Kane, Kane. I, I'm not saying who is or who is not to blame. It is an objective fact that Julio <laughs> Jones has not made a significant difference for the Titans. Yeah. Correct? Correct. That's not debate. We can get into the reasons and is he old? Is he not tough? Is it the play calling? Right. The reason is irrelevant. The fact, the truth, objectively, is this guy has not made a Super Bowl difference for the Titans. He and, hasn't. But, but, and here's also a fact is that he still has that opportunity. Exactly. The opportunity is not gone. But it hasn't happened yet. And and you can't you can't like do some kind of logical hula hoop to make it sound like it has. 
Right. Bud Dupree and Julio Jones have each played seven games. Even though Bud Dupree only has one sack, I think Bud Dupree has had a bigger impact on this Titans team. I would agree with that. And Bud Dupree... So here's how I answer this question. Because who? what's more important? A big Julio game or a big Bud game? Now, I kind of lean towards big Julio game. I believe in this Titans defense. I do. I, and I've, and I've I, been saying this. There's no this, reason you shouldn't. I, they, they, have, they have proven themselves believable. I've said this ever since the Texans loss. The Titans defense gives you an opportunity to win every game left on the schedule. Yep. Until the, until the Titans offense screws them over and puts <laughs> them in bad situations because of nine turnovers in two games. God, that was embarrassing. The Titans defense in the second half against the Texans was phenomenal. The Titans defense in the first half and for the first part of the second half against the Patriots was good enough, but it could not continue to overcome the mistakes the Titans offense continued to made in the lack of scoring. The Titans offense needs to pick it up. The Titans defense with Bud Dupree, without Bud Dupree, I think is a there is a difference in that, but I, I do believe in this Titans defense against this Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line, running game, weapons, quarterback. I believe in the Titans defense. I think the question is, can the Titans offense put up enough points to make Big Ben have to throw the ball 40 times in this game where you get after his ass and you hit him over and over and over? Now, I'm going with Julio. and so We both agree with that. Yeah. <sighs> I, I realize what the Titans did against the Jags last week is not going to work this week. And that is not me criticizing them last week because they did exactly what they needed to do. As I've said on here and podcast, the Titans simply breathed for three hours and the Jaguars did not. And that's why they won the game 20 to nothing. They went on that touchdown drive. Rabel kicked that sucker in a cruise control as he should have. And that was that. But they didn't run the ball well. They didn't throw the ball particularly well. They didn't get points off of turnovers. Again, didn't need to. I don't know how hard they were trying to, but it's going to take something a little different this week. Like we talked about with that funny Kevin Byard quote where he said the challenge mm -hmm. this week is different. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to need to see some explosiveness from this offense. First in the running game, right? 2.81 yards per carry is what the Titans had against the Jags. That's not going to cut it this week. That's what they had from the running backs. Tannehill's right. total brings that up. But yeah. Foreman, Hill, Hilliard, and, uh, and McNichols, 2.81. And I asked Downing yesterday about that. He said, you know, we feel like we're leaving meat on the bone. We feel like we're not finishing the plays enough. So look for that. But also, they got to get some explosiveness out of this passing game. And that's where Julio Jones steps into this. They got to get back to the play action. It feels like we talk about this every, every week. week. Where's the play action? Got to happen. And I think that that starts with Julio Jones threatening down the field. Are they going to throw a, a, a go route in this game? Well, they keep convincing us. Granted, I'm not a film guy. I, you know, I, I'm not the person who's going back and watching all the plays again. They keep trying to convince us that they're trying. Or that they're calling them. They're just not throwing them. That, that's what they keep going to. Because they keep getting asked about, you know, no long plays and no downfield shots. And, and Tannehill even said he felt like they left some on the field. And I feel like that might be a protection problem more than anything. It could be. And look, I'm not a film guy either. I, watching film takes time. So I do not have time for that. Uh, so... Uh, I, I, maybe they are. And who is the guy who's creating separation? Who is the guy outside of Julio Jones where you probably don't, you probably don't press Julio downfield on goal routes. The first game he returns from IR yeah. hamstring injury. So, I, you know, 
Who else are they going to run deep? Chester Rogers. Like Chet could probably run like an over. I don't know that he could just streak uh, down. You know, he's an intermediate guy at best. But yeah. like Marcus Johnson was a deep guy, but he pulled yeah. his hamstring and is done for the year because of it. AJ Brown's gone. Like you definitely know that NWI is not pushing down the field. So yeah. you don't really have that. You don't really have that that guy to stretch it if it's not Julio or AJ. Well, and that's why I'm saying that Julio. Racy McMath, nobody's scared of that. Like Racy can run. People talking about how he's like added some dimension by coming back. I, he's not that good, guys. As I mean, a he's a freak athlete. Freak athlete. Sure. So is Doriel Green Beckham. We saw right. how that. Well, went. I think Racy McMath is more of a freak athlete than DGB. DGB was just freaking huge. He, DGB could not move. He could. He could not change direction. And Racy can a lot better than DGB, yeah. but again, like Racy McMath is a good is a good. He's just so raw and underdeveloped. He's a tree, Racy. Yeah, he's a tree running around out there. In terms of the the size, he's a fast tree. Yes, which is, if you can Nick have a frame. lot of fast trees, then you can you can throw it up in him in the red zone. <laughs> he's just raw. He just doesn't have yeah. the wide receiver skill yet that he's because he just hasn't had a lot of time. Yeah, playing wide receiver. Uh, look, and, and like, I, if you're gonna run a quick pitch to him like that to get it nine yards, that makes sense. Just give the ball. He's like, I'm not saying he's Cordero Patterson, but he's kind of like a rawer version of Cordero Patterson. Just give Cordero Patterson the freaking ball and let him go get not tackled because yeah. that's what he does. Like he, <laughs> no, he breaks. And it took years, and finally know, Arthur Smith was the one who figured that out. I, I was screaming because I watched the guy at UT. Not to get off on this tangent. Oh, screaming, yeah, I did too. Screaming for years. Given the ball five times a game, he's gonna gain 60 yards and break five tackles. Like that's just what that's just what Cordell Patterson does. So if you can try to figure out if Racing McMath can be that type of gadget player, then maybe it makes sense. But I don't think you do that in the middle of December in a playoff push. <laughs> like that's something that you figure out next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and Larry says it took Patterson a long time in the right team. No, it, Patterson has been doing the same thing for his whole career. It just took the right team. Pat, Pat, Patterson is like pushing D, Devin Hester out of the Hall of Fame. Like, that's how good that guy's been at kickoffs. Yeah, too. it's it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. All right, A to Z Sports uh, live on this uh, on this Friday. I do think Bud Dupree being in this game is a big help, right? Oh, because yeah. you, you got to get after Ben. You got to slow down Najee Harris, who has not had a lot of – he's had a lot of volume, but not a lot of – um, efficiency. So if you make the Steelers work up and down the field slowly, they're going to make mistakes. And I think Bud Dupree helps sacks go up across the board, help turnovers and interceptions go up across the board. So Bud Dupree is absolutely important for this game. Filling in for Zach, I'm going to give the love of the show to Noah Lurch, who says, Mason Kinsey ran a 4-3. Time to get those wheels involved, right? Yeah, Mason throwing Kinsey. it way back to a conversation we had in August with me, you, and Buck. Yeah, that's that's very true. Uh, and Mason Kinsey's never mind. I'm not going to get into that. But <laughs> <laughs> my DMs have been flooded by a Mason Kinsey family member because of our conversation. Uh, anyway. I got a DM one time. It said uh, it was I think it was after that show with me and Buck, and it was like, "Well, did you see him run the forty at Bofa?" I'm like, "Do you how like do you think I was born yesterday?" Like, I, come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway and now where was i going with this i had something i was, was gonna say and now i've just gone <laughs> oh oh how many how many more dms will we get 
of people asking us, why is Mason Kinsey wearing AJ Brown's 11 jersey? Why is Mason Kinsey wearing number 14? Why is Mason Kinsey wearing... <laughs> like the practice squad wide receivers wear the jersey numbers of the other people, of the other opponents. That's why he's wearing well, all these different jersey numbers in these videos we're posting. There's someone wearing 22 this week to be Najee Harris. I took a picture and put it up. I'm like, hey, look, Derrick Henry's back. Oh, people probably <laughs> lost their stuff. Oh I didn't God. actually... Well, I, that's what I wanted to say, but I didn't think people had enough, like, sense. sense. Like, I'm sure many of you in the chat did, but some of the people on Twitter, I was worried that... That that's not Derrick Henry. It's like yeah, yes, I yeah. know. He, he, was, he was looking a little stately to, to have been Derrick Henry. Oh, uh, okay. All right, big game tomorrow night, and the Titans fans should be watching intensely. Who do you want to win Saturday night? The Patriots or the Colts? Who do you want to win Saturday night? The Patriots or the Colts? But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Make sure you know who to go to, who to trust with your health because we're, you know, getting hurt sucks. And that's just going to happen in life. It's happened to me and Zach. And we've been uh, customers, I guess, patients of the Bone and Joint Institute. So boneandjointtn.org. Again, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Go check them out in Franklin. They've got satellite clinics all over the place. Brentwood, Nolensville, Thompson Station, so if you can't get to the main campus in Franklin, they're building out their company. So Brentwood, Nolensville, Thompson Station with their, with their clinics there or the main campus where they can do everything right there at boneandjointtn.org. Bet MGM, download the app, give them the promo code A to Z Sports, $1,000 risk-free bet will be headed your way. All right, A to Z Sports on this Friday. Who do you want to win this game? Patriots or Colts on Saturday? Luke? To the comment section you go. I'm curious to see which scenario Titans fans like because if the Patriots win, the Titans can win the AFC South by beating the Steelers. If the Colts win, the Titans can be the number one seed in the AFC if they beat the Steelers, right? So, one, the Titans have to beat the Steelers. But knowing this outcome going into that game because Colts pats on Saturday night, Oh, I'm curious to see where people want to go with this. So it seems like I'm seeing mostly Colts. That's what Brad, Valentino, uh, Ricky, Steven say. But there are some Pats answers. Uh, Scott says Pats. Tighten up Ohio says Patriots. I want the AFC South this weekend. Mr. Clean says Pats. Uh, let's see. Zach says Colts. Andrew says Patriots. Uh, Lane says Patriots. Um Hmm. Colts want that first place. Uh, Derek says the Colts. Jeff says Colts. Uh, but Big Ten Jeff's a Colts fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stanley says Colts. Um, I I think if you're a Titans fan, you want the Colts to win. You and want, I, you want the number one seed. Yeah, in your and, and and l- let me say this because okay. I saw a few comments and there's logic to this. You know, let's wrap up the division now. Get it out of the way. Well, that's great. But you can do that in a few weeks because if the Titans take care of business in this 6.3 must-win game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 7.5. if the Titans do that, they've done their job. So it's not like it's a failure on their part if they don't wrap up the division this week. So what I think makes the most sense, if you're a Titans fan, root for the Colts this week. 
get yourself back up to that number one seed. Titans win, Pats lost. Titans go back up to the number one seed. And then maybe next week you get the division. Because the Colts still got to play games. You still got three weeks. There's no real advantage in having the division wrapped up in four weeks. There's a big advantage in every loss the Patriots take. Okay, so Brock says the Patriots still have the desperate Bills, Bills team to play and the Dolphins, who might be desperate the last week. Uh, Titans can get a Pats loss later, get the division wrapped up. And here's my thing, is uh, how you answer this question tells me a little bit about how you feel about Titans-Steelers. I don't feel that super... As much as I'm saying it's a must-win game, 7.5, I don't feel good about Titans Steelers. Okay. For the Titans. Now, you know how I said how the Jets game smelled bad? It smelled weird. Smelled oh, yeah. fishy. Now, I will I will never forget that week as long as I live, Austin. Yes, right. I'm not saying this this smells funny to me, but it just feels like a game the Titans mess around and have the Steelers in a situation where they can win it. And so I am not super and maybe this is just me being more pessimistic than optimistic as a human being. But I I don't want to press my if I'm the Titans, I'd rather get the division as early as possible. Because the more I just think that that's a fanboy kind of answer. It's how like, it's I, avoiding I, the I logic. Don't, my point is I don't trust the Titans offense right now. And I don't know if I will trust the trust the Titans offense until I see AJ Julio out there, maybe Foreman and, and uh, Hilliard play better. I don't know, but I just I don't trust them to score that many points. But it's it's objectively better for the Titans for the Patriots to lose. I mean, I I, I understand that, but that's it, what that's with expectations thinking the Titans are going to beat the Steelers. No, not necessarily. Titans Steelers, either way. Pat's losing still a good thing. Right, but now the now I don't the know Colts why I are... took the articles. Titan Steelers lose each way. Both good. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> but I, I also feel like the Colts at eight and six and the Titans at nine and five, they're starting to get kind of freaky. <laughs> uh, now yeah. they've got the Cardinals coming up, so and the Cardinals are going for the one seed in the NFC. So the Cardinals are going to want to win that game against the Colts. But I, I just think the Colts are dangerous. I know the Titans want the one seed, but I, I think it's very – the Titans have to beat the Steelers. And we're, we're, we're answering this question without knowing the outcome of the Titans and Steelers. If the, if the Titans and Steelers played at noon and the Colts-Patriots game was at 325 or Sunday Night Football, then we could answer this very differently. I just don't trust the Titans offense to get it done in Pittsburgh. Okay. So that's why I say I would rather see the Patriots win this game and the Titans at least not lose ground on the Colts either way. Okay. I can, I can vibe with that. Thank you. So I went from a, answering it like a fanboy to that. You can vibe with that. Well, you, you explained it a little bit more. I don't agree with you. But well, I, you can vibe with it. I can see the logic. As long as you can vibe with it's it. Not, it's not simply an emotional answer. Because my inclination, and, and this is still sort of what I believe, despite your great defense there, I just think it's a little emotional. Be like, 
division right now. Right now. Has to happen right now. Like, it's just like... Again, going this whole show wrapped up, right? The whole from the, the Chiefs beating the Chargers last night technically helps the Titans because the Titans had the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. If the Chargers and the Titans had the same record, I believe uh, the Chargers would have the tiebreaker over the Titans if they would have won last night. But now the Chiefs, that knocks that out. So the Chiefs are still third if the Patriots and Titans are the same. So I, I do think, you know, overall, it's a must win against the Steelers. I don't trust the Titans offense to go win a game on the road against the Steelers because we haven't even really mentioned TJ Watt and his impact going up against David Questenberry. Because <laughs> if if Chason can have an impact and make you know and knock around Ryan Tannehill, then what's TJ Watt gonna do against David Questenberry? And so I just don't trust the Titans offense that much yet. So I'd rather the Patriots win Saturday night to keep the Titans with more breathing room as they try to get healthier. I believe in the Titans in the playoffs if they've got Henry, AJ, Julio, Tannehill, Bud Dupree in the defense. I believe in that. Whether they're the one seed, two seed, three seed, four seed, they just got to have a home playoff game to help them out a little bit, which is why I'd rather have the division earlier on. Yeah, I've never attended a playoff sporting event. Interesting. I guess because last year uh, credentials were limited, right? Uh, so you didn't get to go to that home playoff game. I've oh. never been to uh, like Predators or anything. So, oh wow, maybe I'll man. get that chance this year. Look, playoff ho- playoff game. hockey is just different, man. Playoff hockey is a heart attack for sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because you yeah. have no idea the game winning play in playoff hockey could happen at any second. Yeah, and you have no yeah. idea when it's going to happen, and it's just so much adrenaline and intensity and anxiety flowing through everybody's veins. Yeah. Yeah. Playoff hockey is a hell of a hell of a drug. That's, that's for sure. All right. Yeah. John Michael presses us hook that man up. Austin. Well, I mean, if the Titans have a home playoff I'll game be there this year, if if Luke will be there. <laughs> uh, the only reason he wasn't there is because credentialing around the NFL was a bitch and a half last year. And everybody, we were limited to one per outlet. So we had to, you know, make it almost wasn't even worth going. Like you'd sit in the press box and you do your little zoom call and yeah. Much better year this has been. Than yes, yes, I'm glad. I'm glad. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. Luke, let's send everybody to the weekend with Ain't That Good News. Type in your good news. Let us hear it. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. How is that even possible? It's because of the science of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Again, 15 minutes can equal over – uh, five plus hours because of what you're doing with your body or you're really going after those muscles to build functional strength, muscle mass and target hard to burn body fat. You're also uh, not putting any extra pressure on your joints and those old injuries. So mandu.com, your first workout's free and tell them A to Z sports sent you. They'll take a hundred dollars off that first month when you sign up at mandu.com. And also of course, our friends at bet MGM have a great deal going on for you. Download the app. Use the promo code A to Z Sports. They will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. They're also bringing you our pick show today at 2 p.m. Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, if you're going to bet MGM as a part of our Titan Game Day live show, and bet MGM will be right out there at Mill Creek Tap Room in Nolansville. Zach and I will have a pregame, halftime, and postgame show. If you have not come seen us uh, at Mill Creek Brewery uh, this season, do it uh, because there's only a couple of away games left. So come check us out. 
Mill Creek Brewery in Nolensville. It's an awesome spot to watch games with great food in their food truck and house. Also great uh, beer and drink options there at Mill Creek Brewery in Nolensville. So be out there uh, for Titan Steelers noon on Sunday. Time for good news. All right, Luke, ain't that good news? Let's just see. There's a lot of good news from the audience today. Zach Goodman, good news. Got his Music City Bowl tickets this week. Nice. We've got some news about the Music City Bowl uh, with Vols and Purdue that we are going to announce in the next, maybe next week at some point. We're not quite there yet. Luke doesn't even know what I'm talking about, but we've got some Music City Bowl news that we'll be announcing uh, next week, I'm sure. G-Man says, good news, only 14 tickets away from selling out the fourth consecutive New Year's Eve gig. Man, I I have no idea what I'm doing for New Year's Eve. I forgot about it because last year there was no New Year's Eve gigs. Uh, Jerome says, good news, just got a job promotion. Uh, It would be good news if uh, Buster (laughs) is starting over Janoris. (laughs) Oh, man. Shots at the Jackrabbit. Yes. Uh, Louis says, his good news, A to Z Sports National has multiple platforms. When Austin gets you, you go find another way in. I, Louis. Louis thinks I blocked him on Facebook today. I did not touch you on Facebook today. <laughs> I did not block you. I did not do anything to you. Uh, so you don't go blaming me. I didn't do a damn thing to you. Um, let's see. More good news. Uh, Kenyatta says, good news. This week he's getting his ACL injury checked out at 11. Maybe he can go play for the Titans. LOL. LOL. But Kenyatta, those ACLs are no fun to deal with, but uh, hopefully you get some good news on your ACL uh, recovery there. Luke, what is your good news uh, right now? I've got a fun weekend planned. I am going to a, uh, a birthday party tonight. That's a surprise, so can't say who it's for. Um, hopefully they're not listening to this. Uh, are they Titan- somebody who might? They're a Titans fan. Oh. <laughs> um and uh, tomorrow night, having some some friends over, some folks I hadn't uh, seen all together in a while. So, just fun weekend coming up, and then Steelers game on Sunday. Just just nice nice weekend coming up. Yeah, uh, Jeff says good news. Saw Spider Man last night. Amazing. And Bulls season starts today. Best time of the year. Are, are you going to go Little see Caesars Pepperoni Bowl? Oh yeah, right. Are you going to go see Spider Man? Does that does that tickle your fancy? Austin, I've never seen a superhero movie. I, I think superhero movies are dumb. Like I, I I'm right. I've there never with you. seen a Marvel, a DC. Mine now, I will Batman. be going. I will be going to see West Side Story. Of course, I have West Side Story is really. Good. I'm actually curious about West Side Story. My wife and I were talking about that the other day. But I think outside of the Dark Knight and the Batman stuff, I think superhero movies are kind of dumb. They're just not for me. They're not. I, I do like Spider Man as a whole, but I just don't care. I'm not a movie person anyway. So DJ says good news. His three-year-old son didn't cry when he met Santa. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, Noah says, my good news is Bulls season starts tonight. No, it starts at 11. No, it says it starts at 11 a.m. They got two hours away, MTSU's playing. Uh, and they are 10.5-point dogs uh, today uh, against Toledo. So go that time to get the BetMGM going. Yep, I have prepared my bankroll for BetMGM and Bulls season. Now, somebody, we're getting a lot of thank you for your service comments. I'm not sure where that began. I missed the initial comment, but whoever that came from, uh, back at you. Appreciate the service there. I, I don't <laughs> see where it came from, or I wish I could find it, but I can't find it. Uh, anyway, my good news is uh, is that I've got a big weekend as well. Tonight, uh, my wife's like work group is having like a Christmas dinner thing, so we got that going on. Free food. And one, of, one of our good friends is... Uh, graduating from 
uh, a trade school. Uh, so she's going to start working as an esthetician. So she's graduating from that, and her party is tomorrow. And what so, is an, an, an esthetician? I think I said that right. It's like where she is now licensed to be able to do facials, oh, uh, okay. facial waxing, other waxing, where she's going to go into that line of work. So uh, esthetician, I believe, is the correct way to say it. All right. Um, but yeah, so her, her – and she throws parties, man. Uh, so <laughs> Mill Creek might be moving a little slow for me on Sunday. I hope not. I hope not, but, uh, oh, apparently Jason Martinez. Uh, so appreciate Jason Martinez, uh, for the services. He was, uh, talking about that earlier on in the show. So, Hey, good news all around. The Titans technically got good news, but the chiefs winning, uh, last night. Can they get good news? Whichever way you feel about it with the Patriots Colts game, or maybe even a tie. Uh, and then Titans can get some good news in Pittsburgh. Maybe uh, Bud Dupree comes off IR tomorrow. That would be some good news. Titans fans would enjoy. Yes. Definitely. All right. We'll see you guys on Sunday. Luke Warsham will have you for Titan game day morning at 950. Is that correct? Yes. 950 for Luke. Zach and I'll be live at 1130 for Titan game day live, our pregame show. We will see you guys on Sunday. Have a great safe weekend. Drive safe with the crazy rain going on around and we'll see you soon. Appreciate it. Thanks.